Hey, how's it going, everybody? It is the uh, May episode of Going to the Show with Tools. I'm Don Tooley in Charlotte, North Carolina. And if uh, you haven't listened before, the show covers, uh, or the podcast covers live music in Charlotte and the surrounding area and um, music in general. So I uh, just want to thank everybody for uh, as much as they've been listening and, and giving me feedback and stuff. I totally appreciate it. I've gotten some great ideas from people uh, on ways to improve the show or, or things to add to the show. And, and that's great. Please uh, keep those coming. I uh, want to apologize that the show's uh, out a few days late. Uh, I was trying to get one of my buddies to be on the show to talk um, concerts and music and uh, schedules just didn't work out to get it recorded. So I'm um, just going to go ahead and, and do the show as I have on uh, the first two. So first up is uh, what I saw last month. Uh, first off, shows that I saw were part of Tuckfest out to the Whitewater Center. And uh, Tuckfest is always a great fest, and it delivered again in uh, 2019. And uh, really cool part is saw some artists I haven't seen before and and was just psyched by uh, just great shows. Um, one thing I love with live music and music in general is getting turned on to bands or artists by by friends. You know, they'll be like, hey, you know, I think you should listen to this band or hey, this band's coming. I think you should go check them out. And I love to do, do the same thing with people and pretty much is why I'm doing this podcast, you know, to uh, just share music and artists with people. But so I had plans to go out for Tuckfest on uh, Thursday night. And of course, I had to work and didn't know how quick I could get out there. And I loved to run. I wanted to get a run in before I got up there and was kind of juggling it. And uh, one of my friends from home, um, Jackie, looked at the schedule for Tuckfest and she goes, you have to go up there on time Thursday night and check out Suitcase Junket. And I'd looked at the description of Suitcase Junket and I was like, all right, looks good. I'll get out there for part of a set. You know, but I wasn't going to totally hustle to get there for the start. And, and she's like, go, you know, he's from Western Mass. And, you know, I've seen him and his sisters are far too. I've seen him. You got to get up there, Sam. You'll like him. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, got up there in time for his set. And he was awesome. He was so good. And um, so original. He's a one-man band. He sits behind this drum kit and he plays harmonica and he plays some guitar too. And um, just really original stuff. Cool storyteller. Uh, young guy, I'd probably say like mid twenties, uh, something like that. But ju he just put on a great show. He did like an hour, and it was a small, um, small crowd, you know, for his set. And obviously, most people didn't know who he was. But by the end of the set, he had people into him, and you know, people were cheering and all that. And uh, it was really cool to see. And he's actually out of uh, Amherst, Mass, which is where my alma mater is, UMass Amherst. And um, so I wanted to talk to him after the set and tell him how much I enjoyed it and find out, you know, about him being from Amherst and stuff and kind of talk to somebody from um, the homeland as it would be. And he had people, they, they always have a little merch stand, you know, next to the stage at the Whitewater Center. And he just had a line around him all the time. So I didn't get up and um, have a chance to talk to him until during the uh, second band was up and I got up to use the bathroom. And when I was coming back, I saw there weren't, there was nobody talking to him. So I went down and introduced myself and, and chat with him a little bit. And he actually went to college uh, down the road from UMass at Hampshire College. Uh, so we talked about that a little bit and you know where he lives up there and stuff and how often he gets to Carolina. And he tours the country hard and he's a professional artist. And I told him how much I love the show. And you know, anytime he gets around Charlotte, I'll uh, check him out. But you know, when you're looking for new music online, definitely uh, check out Suitcase Junk. It, it may not be for everybody, but um, good artist and, and real original stuff. 
the um, headliner that night was Fantastic Negrito. And as I, I said last month, you know, he's kind of grown in buzz and he won a Grammy last year and, you know, showing up on a lot of festivals and touring and stuff like that. He definitely tours international. Um, he was, I, I hadn't seen him before and he was fantastic. Uh, just put on a great set, total showman, really tight band. Uh, he had this crazy outfit on and he takes on characters every once in a while. I likes to talk to the audience a lot. A um, couple songs to check out that I did that I took notes on that I really liked was uh, you can check out online or however you, you get your music uh, is a song. Everyone needs a bad guy. And another song was break off these chains, both um, great tunes and kind of the thing about him, which was a little off putting or different. Um, he, he, uh, after the third or fourth song, he had a, he had a good crowd, not a huge crowd, but he had a good crowd and people were definitely into him. And uh, he kept saying, uh, love some of you guys, like as a way to thank the audience. And usually bands, you know, either don't acknowledge the audience or they'll say, Oh, you guys are so great. And, you know, thank you. And, you know, whatever. And he kept saying, love some of you guys, which I, I thought was a little odd, but, um, and then the other thing was he kept referring to the fact that he just toured Australia and played a couple festivals and how hot it was in Australia. And, and he had this real elaborate outfit on and, you know, how he sweat through his outfits in, in Australia because the crowd made him work so hard. And he kept referring to the fact that he didn't have to work as hard as here. You know, the crowd wasn't making him work as hard and, you know, he wasn't sweating through. So pretty sure he was taking a little shot at Charlotte, which you're allowed to do. But, you know, I thought that was um, that was a little different. So, uh, but that was, loved his set. We'll definitely check him out again and would uh, definitely recommend him to, to anybody listening to check out Fantastic Negrito. And then uh, Friday night uh, was supposed to be an awesome triple bill, but uh, we had some wind and rain come through Charlotte in the afternoon. And uh, that knocked out the opening set of um, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, who I was really pumped to see because I'd seen them at the neighborhood theater about a year ago. But, um, I was told by neighbors and, and by asking on Facebook to the Whitewater Center that um, she wasn't able to go on because of the rain and wind. I guess they had to shut down the stage and, you know, protect it from the from water damage and stuff. So when I got there expecting to see Sarah Shook, I got to see Marcus King do a sound check for 30, 40 minutes. And uh, once he sound checked, I'm like, all right, well, he'll, he'll start his set early and get going. But when he finished sound check, he's like, all right, we're going to go change and we'll be back. And but he came right back when his, his set time was supposed to start, um, which I don't know if, if I had to say, I would have put, on, put him on 15 minutes, 30 minutes earlier and let him play a longer set. But uh, I haven't run a festival or concert venue, so I don't know how all that works. But he was fantastic. Uh, played an hour and a half. Awesome show. Always is. His band is so tight. And uh, they just write great songs, R&B, soul, blues stuff, and I've been checking them out for, for a couple of years. The band's out of Greenville, South Carolina, a bunch of young guys for the most part and just super talented and they just keep growing. And now they're touring internationally and having a ton of success and only hope that um, they continue to grow. But it, it was great to see Marcus King. And then um, the headliner Friday night was Jay Roddy Walston in the business. And they just blew me away. They were a fantastic band. I'd seen them on um, Austin City Limits, the PBS show. But I'd never seen them live, and they were just great. They did hour 45, two-hour show, came out slamming right at the start, and they never slowed down. It was just a rock and roll show, and they were great. Loved them. Um, some songs by them to check out are um, 
take it as it comes and uh ain't nothing wrong uh both great tunes but pretty much you can listen to their new album or the album before that i've listened to both of them on youtube and and great albums um they got this great front man lead singer he had this great white suit on and he flip-flops between a piano and a guitar and he, just a great performer as as was the whole band so definitely check out jay roddy whilst in the business and I kind of keep harping on this, you know, but people like to complain that there's no good original rock bands, you know, out there now and where's good rock and roll. And I always say there's plenty of it. You just got to find it. And J. Roddy Walston is a legit rock band. Definitely um, check them out. So that was Tuckfest. Great as always. And then uh, the other show I checked out last month was part of the Summer Sounds program at First Ward Park in Charlotte that I mentioned. Um, they're doing four shows out this summer. Um, put on by the Charlotte uh, Mecklenburg Park and Rec Department, and it was fantastic. Um, First Ward Park, if you're not um, familiar with it, it's up by 7th Street Market, Uptown. Beautiful park, beautifully landscaped, uh, neat water, um, little setup there and stuff, and right in the heart of the city. And they just couldn't have had a better night for it. It was probably mid-70s that night, beautiful Charlotte evening. And uh, two great bluegrass bands. They got a huge crowd. I was really psyched to see that all for free. Uh, they had a beer vendor there. I want to say Birdsong was there. And then they had a couple food trucks uh, around the outside of the park that you could uh, check out for food. And, of course, you could walk right over to 7th Street Market, too. But a uh, very cool setup. And I'll go back again. But uh, the two bands they had that night were uh, first uh, bluegrass band, traditional bluegrass band out of Raleigh, Hank, Patty, and The Current. And uh, they were fantastic. Great straight-up bluegrass band. Um, great harmonies, you know, typical of a bluegrass band. And we'll definitely check them out next time they come to Charlotte. Um, the thing of theirs I wanted to point out was they did a complete bluegrass cover of um, These Arms of Mine by Otis Redding, which if you're familiar with that song, is a complete, like, soul R&B classic. And they did a complete bluegrass spin on it, and they nailed it. It was so enjoyable. They did a really fantastic job. And then the headliner that night was uh, Yonder Mountain String Band, who's been on the bluegrass and jam band scene for years. I've seen them a bunch of times. Haven't seen them in a, in a couple of years, um, but I always enjoyed them. They had a lineup change a number of years ago where Jeff Austin, the mandolin player, left the band, which at the time I didn't have a problem with because I didn't like his onstage demeanor. He kind of had a bit of a rock star attitude, which didn't really fit in with a hippie bluegrass band but his his departure of the band definitely lessened the band uh which is funny because i was never a fan of his but it, the band's not as good as they used to be but they put on a good show they had a huge crowd um people were definitely into them they had an excellent uh female uh fiddle player uh her name was uh ally crawl she had a beautiful voice i wish they gave her some more tunes to sing solo but um but it was a good time good night and i'll definitely go up there um to check out summer sounds again you know as the shows come up uh, over the summer a uh, show that i missed that i really want to go check out over the last month was umphreys mcgee played part of the shout festival at a uh, romare beard and park uptown and it looks like they played a great set list a lot of uh, favorite umphrey songs and a uh, buddy of mine went and said it was just a great evening i decided not to go it was, it was ticket price was a little high and then uh, we had some thunderstorms in the area that night it didn't rain but uh, between the rain and the price, I, I backed out of going. But um, it, was, it was a great show from what uh, I was told. And since I didn't have uh, my guest on this month, 
uh, one of my suggestions from an out-of-town friend was to cover the different venues in Charlotte that I go to for shows instead of just listing, you know, where shows are and stuff, give a little background on them. So, cause we have a lot of good venues in town, which uh, I was really psyched about when I moved to town as I go around and check them out. And I certainly haven't checked them all out yet. Um, still venues I haven't been to, even though I've been here a number of years now, but uh, I was, I'll kind of break it down by neighborhood. Uh, first in the Plaza Midwood neighborhood, there's, there's a couple places to see shows. One is uh, Thomas street tavern, which is a total bar setup, but they get a uh, regional touring acts in there, some cover bands, some originals, um, you know, pretty wide mix of, of music that they get in there, but I haven't seen a bad band there. It's always a cheap show. If you get there early, you get in without a cover. And I think the most I paid for a cover there is like 10 bucks, but uh, bands are always solid, good food, good drink there. They got a huge patio in the back with like ping pong tables and cornhole and all that. Uh, it gets a little smoky out there in the, um, the patio area, but it's a cool setup at Thomas Street Tavern. And then uh, right in that same neighborhood is Snug Harbor, which is just a, a live music venue. And they get a lot of independent bands and, and uh, kind of different bands. I've been to a couple shows there and it's a cool place to see a show. I probably don't do a good enough job staying on top of what's coming there and checking them out. Um, but it's another good venue in Plaza Midwood and another small, you know, bar club kind of setup. And then near Plaza Midwood is uh, Elizabeth section of town. And there is the visual light theater. That's a, um, old movie theater that's been converted to a live music venue. So outside they got the, the old, uh, movie marquee out front. And then as you walk into the, the, uh, club, you walk into the back of the bar and there's a big horseshoe bar. Bartenders there are not friendly. They're not going to chat you up. They're all very professional. We'll take good care of you, but you're not going to be standing there chatting up bartenders. Uh, looks like they've all been working there forever, and they just sling drinks, and that's and that's what they do. Uh, beer and drink prices there are, are not bad at all. You know, for being a live music venue, and um, they always have um, have good stuff on tap. And then once you get past the bar, there's a, a little standing area and a few uh, table, high top tables to stand by. And then there's a, a drop down to another lab, level with some more tables with chairs and high top kind of set up and then also a standing area. And then right in front of the stage, there's another level that's like a pit in front of the stage. And that's for the people that want to get up close, dance, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Small stage, but always good sound there. Um, always good time. Shows there don't run real late, I think. The latest I've been there is midnight or quarter after 12, maybe, maybe 1230, but, um, cool place to check out shows. They get a lot of national touring acts there. A lot of solid bands They they do a lot of Americana there. Um, I think the most I paid for a show there is maybe 25 bucks. Uh, usually it's like a 15, $20 cover charge, uh, for the bands there. And then in the Noda neighborhood is a venue I've already talked a lot about, but neighborhood theater. Uh, that's another converted old movie theater. This one in the Nota section of town, which is pretty much my favorite neighborhood. Uh, much bigger venue than Visual Light. Uh, when you walk into the neighborhood, it's two separate rooms. On the left side is the bar, and they have a stage set up there for uh, smaller bands and a little smaller room set up. Um, same deal, surly, surly bartenders there, but drink prices are, are fair. Uh, another great bar with uh, local brews on tap and you know, full bar set up. And then on to the right, as you walk in, is the main room. And that's, you know, movie theater. They ripped out all the seats on the first floor. They do put seats down for uh, some shows all the way up to the stage, but usually it's just like the back third of the floor has uh, uh, 
seats set up for people that want to sit down during shows and it's a slope floor down to the stage so pretty much wherever you, you stand you know you can see the stage pretty good um they have as i described to one of my out-of-town friends i brought to a show there they have the world's biggest ass fan in that place huge ceiling fan over the main uh the main concert uh stage room and it that's the one downside of shows at the neighborhood there in the summer it gets hot and that's that fan does not help a whole lot there's just not great ventilation in that room and uh it gets hot and there's no two ways around it. But uh, there's also a small balcony, which I've never sat in there, but uh, they do have a small balcony with seating, you know, for people that want to sit down during shows. Uh, but great place to see shows, ton of touring acts and one of my staples that I go to. And then also there's the evening muse in Noda, which is our small club and small room. If you're from Western Mass or been to Western Mass, it's much like uh, the Iron Horse that we have up there. They get a lot of folk artists, a lot of singer songwriters, uh, they get full band shows too, but they support a lot of local artists, a lot of very original artists, uh, never big cover charges there. Uh, small room, I, I doubt they get more than 120, 150 people in there, but um, another cool place to check out shows. And then some of the bigger rooms we have, are there's a couple in the music factory area, which was kind of like an old industrial area that they put a bunch of bars, restaurants, and clubs in our comedy club is there and, and some dance clubs and a couple bars and they don't have good restaurant choices up there, but a couple of restaurants and there's a beer hall there that's real popular, BBGBs. But uh, the first place is the Fillmore, which is national chain by Live Nation. That's like our big club in town. You know, probably they get two, 3,000 in there if they want to. Uh, a lot of national acts go there. Rock and tours are coming there this summer. Um, that's kind of level of bands they get there. Um, great sound there. Another room that's tiered. So there's a couple different levels for you to stand at. Uh, you should be able to see pretty decent uh, anywhere in there. Sounds usually really good there. The downsides of that room is there's only one, one bathroom in the whole place and it's to the left side of the stage. As you walk into the room, you're on the right. So if you stay on that right side, you got to circumvent all these people to get over to the bathroom and it can be a pain. But um, and then the other issue is that it's a Live Nation room, so drink prices are stupid. Um, sometimes if if it's sold out show, I think they oversell it. It just gets too crowded in there. You're definitely elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, you know, all throughout the room, and it, it can be hard to find a place to to catch the show from. But it's great, great room to go to. I enjoy it. Uh, definitely go to plenty of shows there. They also have a smaller room called the Fillmore Underground, and I like that one better than the bigger room. Um, they probably get like five, six, seven hundred people in there. I, I'm guessing, um, all one level, you know, there's a, a, bar on each side of the room and, um, they get either up and coming artists there, uh, artists that have kind of already hit their peak and are going back down the other side of the hill. They had some 41 in that room this past week where they get uh, tribute bands in there too, but cool place to see shows. I, I really like the Fillmore underground. And then the other venue in the music factory is our small amphitheater. Uh, the corporate name for it is uh, Charlotte Metro Credit Union, I believe. That probably holds like three, 4,000 people. Cool little outdoor amphitheater. Um, there's no shed to it, so you're out in the elements. So in the summer, if it's hot, you're going to be hot. If it rains, you're getting wet. Um, but they, they have great shows there. I've seen so many cool bands there. Uh, My Morning Jacket, Tedeschi Trucks, Gary Clark, you know, on and on, a bunch of a bunch of cool summer shows I've seen there. But once again, it's Live Nation, so 
if you want to drink in there, you're going to or get something to eat and you're paying through the nose and they just nickel and dime you there for everything. But I love the small amphitheater setup, and they do that one, right. You know, as far as the sound and all that. So definitely like that. And then out on the Northern end of town up by Concord, we have our big amphitheater PNC pavilion, which is huge. It's like 20,000 people. I think they can get in there. You know, your typical summer amphitheater setup, uh, shed, you know, with a couple levels of seating, and then they added seats to the back of the shed, you know, just outside the shed. And then huge, huge lawn up above that. Uh, typically, I do the lawn there, um, you know, for country shows and stuff like that. Um, the lawn, the sound's not great out there. And it can be full of drunks out there. So it can get noisy. So if you're really there to check out a band and hear the sound and all that, it, it may not be um, the spot for you. But uh, inside the shed is great you know, good sound in there and all that. It, and tailgating there is great. Huge, huge parking lots. Um, always, they open typically three hours before the show. Always have a good time tailgating out there. And, um, you know, kind of typical for a venue that size, you got to decide at the end of the night, you know, am I going to take off and miss the first couple, um, or not first couple, but last couple songs to beat the traffic or am I staying to hear the last note? And if you do, it's, and it's a big show, close to sellout or sold out. You're waiting 45 minutes to an hour to get out of the parking lot. It's just the way it goes. But um, cool place to see shows. Um, they get a lot of country, obviously, being in Charlotte. But they get, um, you know, the big big touring acts there, too. Fish is coming this summer. Dead and Company. Um, Dave Matthews. You know, a lot of a, a different bands. But it is a lot of country out there because country, country sells. You know, they, they do well with the country shows out there. So I hope that's helpful with um, some of our venues in town. We have a ton of others. Um, like I said, I still have others to check out. Uh, you can always hear live music in so many different ba um, bars and breweries and restaurants you know, around town. I, I think pretty much any night of the week, if you want to, you can find somewhere to um, check out some music, which is just great. And uh, I love doing that, obviously, with um, the podcast that I'm doing to talk about live music. So what's coming up uh, in the next month? Um, first one I have is tomorrow night, uh, May 23rd. Uh, Corey Smith, who's a, a very original country artist, doesn't get any play on country radio, but uh, been around for a long time, tours the Southeast hard. I'm sure he's played pretty much every university or college in the Southeast. Um, always puts on a fun show. He's playing as part of Speed Street, which is a festival they do uptown. We get... Um, back-to-back -back NASCAR races in Charlotte two weekends in a row. And they do this festival uptown, which I've never attended, even though I'm a, a big NASCAR fan and music fan. But um, they do three nights up there with bands and food and stuff to buy. And I think they have some rides and stuff too. But uh, just a way to get people uptown and, and um, you know, celebrate the fact that we have NASCAR for two weeks. But Corey's playing part of that. And then Sunday night, out to the Whitewater Center is their Memorial Day Festival. They got a whole day of activities, but um, they got Ryan Montblue playing at six, who I used to see in Boston years and years ago. Um, he used to do like the acoustic thing and played in a couple bands, and then he went out on his own as a singer-songwriter, and this was a good 15 years ago I used to see him, and, and he's still doing his thing and touring and all that, so... He's going to be at the Whitewater Center at 6, and then uh, 8 o'clock, I'm really excited for this, is Anders Osborne, uh, guitarist out of New Orleans, who's just awesome and original and writes great tunes and killer guitarist and 
he's overcome addiction and stuff and he's lived life and he tells those stories and he just puts on a great show and I haven't seen him in a couple of years. So I'm, I'm psyched to get out there Sunday night and, uh, see that. So let's have good weather in Charlotte Sunday night. And then, uh, next one is Sunday, June 2nd, Luke Bryan, the big country stars playing the pavilion, uh, the big amphitheater. Typically it rains when Luke Bryan plays. So bring something, uh, to deal with the rain because typically it does rain when he comes. And then uh, another band I'm definitely going to check out and I'm psyched to see is Monday, June 3rd, Blackfoot Gypsies, a rock band out of uh, Nashville, is playing at uh, Neighborhood Theater. I've gotten to see them a couple times and they just rock and psychedelic rock and they put on a crazy show and stuff, ton of energy. So um, they will definitely be on the review um, on next month's podcast. And then uh, Tuesday, June 11th, uh, Steve Earle and the Dukes are playing McGloin Theater uptown. I'm sure Steve Earle has a, a trunk full of uh, Grammy Awards, singer, songwriter, uh, political activist. I got to see him last year for the first time. He did a great summer tour with um, Lucinda Williams and Dwight Yoakam. It was just a great show out at our small amphitheater in town. So he'll be playing on June 11th. And then uh, June 14th, a Friday night, Thomas Rhett is playing the uh, Pavilion, big uh, country star. I saw him couple years ago now at Coyote Joe's, our, our big honky tonk in town. And, uh, he put on a great show and he's only gotten bigger and bigger since then. He's definitely on the pop end of country. I'm sure there'll be a lot of teenage girls screaming for him at, at his show, but he puts on a good show. And then that Saturday night, June 15th, uh, Hannah Wicklin is playing the Whitewater Center as part of the River Jam series. Uh, read the write up on her and sounds great. Total rock band. So that's the same day as my charity golf tournament. So if the golf tournament doesn't run too long and, and too hard, uh, hopefully I can get up there to, to see that show. And if you do golf and want to help fight pediatric cancer, please reach out to me and I can uh, get you all the details on that. would love to have, have anybody come in and help us out on that one. And then the last show I want to mention for the coming month is uh, Sunday, June 16th, Steep Canyon Rangers. Uh, they have they definitely have Grammy Awards. Uh, bluegrass band, traditional band. Uh, from here in the Carolinas and just great, great band. I've gotten to see them so much since I moved down here and, and they're coming to play a uh, Noda brewery in town. And uh, Noda last summer uh, promoted that they were going to do all these concerts and they did Mofro. And I think maybe they did one other last summer at the brewery, um, but it didn't materialize into a whole lineup. And so this year they're doing steep Canyon Rangers. And I think one other band's going to be out there, but um, they're one of my favorite breweries in town. So one of my favorite bands and one of my favorite breweries, I'll, I'll definitely be out there on Sunday the 16th. And uh, anybody likes bluegrass, I would encourage them to come as well. So that's what's coming up in the next month. Uh, thanks again for uh, everybody uh, that's been listening and giving me feedback. Once again, totally appreciate it. Uh, check me out on Instagram, uh, Don Tooley on Instagram. And you'll see my crap concert pics on there that I always hashtag. And there's pictures on there from the... Um, summer sounds and from uh, tuck fest that i went to last month and we'll continue on with um adding some music at the end of the show uh this month it's going to be jay rowdy walston in the business who i already raved about and it's their song take it as it comes so enjoy the show as you go to this month uh let me know what you check out and and hope you enjoy going and come on back next month and, and check out another show appreciate it